This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. We are live. Megan Hello. coming from the middle of nowhere broadcasting this. We just went over exactly where she lived and she tried to name cities uh, that were close by. And I've never heard of any of those cities. And it's not because I'm ignorant. I don't think anyone who doesn't live in those cities have ever heard of those cities. Uh, <laughs> so when the population is four, doesn't count as a city, Megan. Oh. Just gonna, we're we're going to do that. But I appreciate right. you. Like It's amazing. You get Wi-Fi where, where you're at? We do. Coming to you okay. live, got Wi-Fi. Oh, wow. Internet yeah. available where, where you are, literally in the middle of nowhere. And phone service, too. <laughs> like, the, like the rotary phone or like you actually get like a cell phone tower? <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, all right, let's kind of jump into it. It's a holiday weekend. We're at a new time, so this is going to be a little bit confusing for people considering we just did one on Friday. But new time, this is the right time, and it's a holiday for the Canadians um, who celebrated Canada Day two days ago and now have today off. And uh, fellow Americans, I feel like a president saying that, my fellow Americans, but I'm also <laughs> Canadian too. So I get to say both my fellow Canadians are off today and my fellow Americans are going to be off tomorrow. So I feel like this is a, a holiday weekend or a ho long holiday for, for a lot of people. So let's kind of uh, jump into things and hopefully next week we're back into those swinging things. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So our first question is, what is your best advice um, and or tip to deal with imposter syndrome? And that's from Dave. A topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I've spoken a lot about this and um, I've gone through a bunch of different books and and coaches and mentors talking about this and even for a long time it was one of the biggest questions i've i used to ask on the podcast to almost every single high level entrepreneur or guest that came on the podcast because i was so intrigued by this topic and i think the best way that i've heard about it is number one is if if you're in any line of work and you don't have what's called imposter syndrome then you are probably a psychopath because at every point you everyone deals with some sort of self-doubt or some sort of self-reflection whatever it is and if you don't and you could just easily go out and and, and do like there, there's something wrong with you um some of the most high level top performers all have all talk about having imposter syndrome and the ones that don't talk about it are the the like the sketchy ones that you want to stay clear of, uh, stay clear of. So number one is the best way that I've heard it. It's simply that, you know, you are exactly where you are right now because this is the place you're supposed to be. And if you weren't supposed to be here or where you are right now, you wouldn't be here. Right. I'll break that down just a, a, a little clearer. It's like, think about it. The situation you're in right now, your business, your life, the moment you're in is exactly where you are supposed to be. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't be here. You'd be somewhere else. You'd be in a different situation. You'd be in a different point. Accepting that comes with a, comes with a little bit of, of, of freedom because you start realizing that it's not 
imposter syndrome is really the it's it's a gap. It's a gap of where you are right now and where you believe you should be. And that comes from a whole different, uh, you know, <laughs> comes from a bunch of different places. That comes from you following certain people on social media, you trying to keep up with the Joneses, you trying to do a lot of those things. You start sitting there saying, well, I'm here. I think I should be over here. There's a big gap that creates anxiety, that creates a, the imposter syndrome. But if, if you think about that, you start realizing, okay, well, what do I have to do in order to solve that? What do I have to do in order to do that? And you start looking for external ways to solve imposter syndrome when it's just a way of thinking. When you start breaking down, there's a great book by uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy called The Gap in the Gain. When you start realizing that there's a gap, like you can't focus on where you're supposed to be. That's a horizon. That's an impossible thing you'll never catch because every time you go closer, closer to something, the goalposts move or the horizon moves a little bit and you can never catch the horizon. But a better way to look at, at it is the gain. Take a look and take a step back and realize how far you've come. Start looking backwards instead of forwards because that's, that's a pursuit of something. That's, that's, a, that's a, you know, something you, you're aspiring to and you can't catch something you're aspiring to because that will always change. So that's really where the root of imposter comes in and you start realizing that it's okay, right? It's okay to feel that way, first of all, and it doesn't have to be this big deal of how do I cure imposter syndrome? Because you never will cure imposter syndrome. But if you start looking at things of like, all right, I believe I should be further along, but I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And if you start realizing that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, there's some sort of comfort in that. And then you start making decisions on how you could change it. And if you stop focusing on the gap of where the ideal version of yourself is supposed to be, because there's no such thing, if you start focusing on that gap, then you start experiencing anxiety or, or in the form of imposter syndrome. If you start comparing yourself to other people on social media, that creates that toxic relationship and that creates a level of imposter syndrome. So one, cut out the people that you're, that, that you're following on social media. Um, stop comparing comparisons like toxic, uh, two, focus on the gain, not the, not the gap. And three, understanding that you're exactly where you are, because this is where you're supposed to be. Nicely cut. Uh, okay. All right. This one is from Sarah. What are some qualities someone should be looking for when searching for a mentor slash coach? Hey, Jason here. I hate to interrupt this episode. I'm, you're probably enjoying it so much right now. And thank you for paying attention to it and tuning into this episode. Look, the truth is I really need a favor from you. We really want to keep getting this in the hands of more and more people. So if you could do me a favor and head on over and leave a five-star review, leave us a review, leave us some comments, share it with friends, spread the love. It would mean the world to me as well. Continue the conversation with me on Instagram at Jason Portnoy. Follow along there. Look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the episode. Someone that done what you're looking to do or someone that you believe could get you to, you know, the place that, that you want to go or could solve the problem that you're experiencing. So that comes in many different ways. That comes in, I want to save time. Right. I want someone who's done, has the game plan that could come in and just give me the game plan so I could go execute instead of me figuring out the game plan on my own. Or it could be like, hey, I, I need 
I need the resources, the systems, everything that someone who's built all those things, how can I leverage those systems and get that and get those systems so I could just put them in place in my business and, and try my best to uh, expand from there. It comes down to trust. And I mean, trust both ways, trust in yourself that you're actually going to do what the coach tells you to do. Um, and two, trust that that coach is the right person for you. It's, it comes out to fit. I believe I could take certain people to, to various levels and I'm fully qualified to do so, but they may not like my coaching method. They may not vibe with how I am. I may not vibe with their excuses or how they act. And then it's just not a right fit. So it comes down to, you know, finding someone that that's done what you want to do, someone that you believe could help you. And then is there a fit? And then before you do anything, ask yourself a very important question. Are you coachable? Because a lot of people say they want to coach and they're not coachable. They can't take criticism. They can't take tough questions. Uh, they're, they're, they, they're not sturdy enough in, in, in what, in what they want and how they think and, and aren't willing to be challenged. So they're looking for guest people. Um, at the end of the day, if you find a coach that wants it, you know, if a coach wants it more than you want it for yourself, it's never going to work out. So, um, you know, find someone that you trust and there's a fit with and believes that it could help. And then ask yourself those important questions. Cause I think, uh, finding someone that could help you is, is the easy thing to do. Being willing, being willing to accept the help. That's a completely different story. Okay. Okay, next question. Um, right. How do you measure the success of a marketing campaign? And this is from Lucas. Too many va variables there. So it goes back to what, what results are you looking to get? So KPIs, what are your key performing indicators? So what are you measuring success? Like measuring the success of a marketing campaign is, is so vague because I can measure it as like, look, we got you impressions and you can sit there and say, but we got no sales. And so, right. It, it's, but uh, we were going for impressions. You were going for sales for us. It's a success for you. It's a failure. So it, it, it all depends on, on what you're, on what you're looking to do. So, um, have those KPIs, have those goals. What are you looking to accomplish? Uh, you know, are you looking to drive down acquisition costs? Are you looking just to acquire more? And it doesn't really matter what the price is. Are you looking for retargeting campaigns and making sure that people who bought before come back into the funnel? The, this question, there's so many variables in it, but that's how you measure success based off what you're looking to do. So have a goal, reverse engineer for that goal, have the KPIs along the way, and those marketing should reflect those KPIs. Okay, the next question is from Hannah. Hannah asks, how important is market research before launching a marketing campaign? Um, vital, I would say. I mean, you have to know who your market is and before you do any marketing campaign. Before you launch anything, you have to know who you're speaking to. Um, speaking to everyone is speaking to no one. Uh, so you have to have some sort of understanding of this psychographics, demographics, uh, you know, 
go so far into the avatar build of what are these people reading? What, what music do they listen to? What concerts do they attend? What, where are they hanging out online? What trade shows do they go to? What, um, what magazines, what books do they read? What, what, you know, what's their Spotify playlist? If you start thinking about those things, start building it out, uh, things become a little bit easier to target and, and hit those people or at least speak in that language. Uh, that will change though, by the way. So don't get too attached to it because as people come in, when you first launch and you don't have any of those things, you have to build in your mind and then test that out. So if you're sitting there saying, Hey, this is perfect. Everyone aged 35 to 40 is going to love this. What I see a lot of businesses make the mistake on is 24 to 30 start buying it. And they sit there and say, no, this is a 35 to 40. This is for 35 to 40 and they keep their marketing exactly the same and aren't willing to look at the data and say, well, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe the market speaks. And for me, the person with the credit card, the market gets the final vote. So if I believe that I launched this for 35 to 40 year olds, but 24 to 30 is the demographic that's buying it. Guess what? They spoken. I'm going all in on the 24 to 30 market. And that's going to be my new demographic. So you have to be willing to, to adapt. Uh, but market research and understanding, you know, your total addressable market, um, who that is, who, who it's for, uh, is there a need? What are they, where do they land on the levels of awareness? So do they even know they have a problem? Are they aware that solutions for this type of problem exist? Are they trying competitors in a field? Like, are, like how aware are they? Um, knowing all those things just make everything a lot easier. Otherwise, you're just going in blind. And that's where people waste a lot of advertising dollars. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, it looks like it's my question of the week. Okay. All right. So between Google Ads and Facebook ads, do you feel that one of the two is more effective? And if you do, um, why? Uh, different needs for both. One is more demand generation and one is more demand recapture. One more is intent-based. So if I had something that people weren't in, like they didn't know they needed it right now, Facebook would probably be the best bet because on Google, they're not searching for it. Yes, I could show up on YouTube channels, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep this very simple and not include YouTube as part of the Google platform. If we are, then it becomes a whole different ball game. Um, then it, the answer from an awareness side is both. But if we're talking like Google search, if you're a local, if you're a local business, you 100% have to be on Google, but I think you'd also be stupid to not add like leverage. Uh, Facebook as well, because you could target within a certain um, a radius. But you definitely need to be on Google because people are searching for you. If people are searching for you and their intent is high, you're going to want to leverage Google more. If you need to get in front of people and raise awareness about who you are and what you do, then Facebook's probably the best bet. Uh, throwing YouTube in the mix, uh, that becomes a different ballgame. That becomes also can you produce videos that will actually get people to stop and, and actually listen to what you're saying before they click skip. Uh, but that goes with any ad. So the answer is both. And it really depends what industry you're in. Okay. 
What if you were an e-commerce brand? Follow-up questions, Megan? This isn't part of the deal. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so if you were like an e-commerce apparel brand. Um, and, and I had to choose between one or the other, 1,000% be Facebook or the meta world okay. um, of like Instagram, Facebook, and, and all that. 1,000% because that gets you in front of people, right? You get to go in front of people versus your apparel. Unless people are searching for your brand name or you have a unique way of saying T-shirts that your tribe speaks and they know to Google that. But then again, it goes back into intent. So they have to be Googling it. The chances of you ranking or getting high on t-shirt or pants or, or vague words like that is extremely, extremely low, if not expensive. So, you know, someone came to me and sat there and said, hey, look, we need to start. We haven't really done a lot of online advertising. We own this apparel brand. It would 1,000, like there wouldn't even be a doubt. I'd start in the meta world. And then eventually... You start, you start, when I mean meta world, I mean the world of meta products, not like in the, the metaverse. Um, and, then, and then as you start getting that, as you start generating a ton of awareness, people are coming back. Then I would start going to Google because then what happens is when you start getting in front of so many people, people start Googling you. And you don't want your competitors to buy your name. And so you want to start doing branded search. Then you start doing Google Shopping. Then you start buying keywords around specific collections that you have or unique names for your top set because now people starting to hear about you, they'll start searching for you. So um, definitely start with a more awareness-based marketing platform, and that's um, Meta. Okay. All righty. Um, okay. That looks like that's all our question for this well, episode. Great. Thank you for doing this, Megan. We will be back next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, uh, our new time slot. Uh, so if you want to work with us, head on over to jportnoy.com. If you like what you've heard and you want more in-depth answers to your questions or you want to figure out how your business could grow and see us demonstrate the value before you even hire us, head on over to jportnoy.com, uh, figure out a um, what solution you're looking for, whether it's through our coaching or consulting, whether you're looking for advertising help, uh, all of that's available for you on that site. Happy, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but if you listen to it, I hope you enjoyed uh, a great Canada Day, fellow Canadians. And this will probably be released after um, the 4th of July. So happy 4th, everyone. And stay safe. Hope you stayed safe because if you listen to it, you stayed safe and hopefully nothing happened to you. Uh, well, I don't know. Let's not get this episode going down the wrong path here. Megan, as always, thank you very much. Um, see you all next week. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have, 
in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.